Hey, welcome to this week's episode of The Growing Revolution. I'm Eric with SmartPot Fabric Planners, and this week our guest is Jeff, uh, known in uh, Instagram uh, as SFC Grown. He's a really talented home grower uh, who's been winning awards for a few years now. Uh, he's been growing in SmartPot three-gallon pots and tagging a bunch on his posts uh, over the years. And we wanted to get him on to talk about his growing journey, and we wanted to welcome Jeff to the show. How are you doing today? Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been kind of interacting for a while uh, online now, so it's always great to you know put a face to the uh, characters, I guess. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, like sometimes you know you've been talking to somebody like via text or email for so long and suddenly it's like hey <laughs> it's like finally faces yeah it's almost like your old friends but you're meeting for the first time right for sure right yeah you know it's actually you know nice. what i think about with that is like there's like um guys who've been gaming together like doing like um let's say a call of duty or they've been playing online for for decades you know and then they finally meet in person kind of thing yeah for yeah, sure. and it turns out they were just uh, down the hallway in, in the apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That'd be awesome, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you go by S uh, FC Grown on Instagram. So I'm assuming you're in San Francisco or somewhere nearby yeah, in the Bay Area. I'm in the Bay Area now. Um, SFC Grown. It comes from uh, being born and raised in San Francisco. And I've I've lived the majority. Okay, so you made it out. Yeah, <laughs> I I've uh, I'm still in the Bay Area, but I've lived my whole life here, or like majority of my life. I'm I'm what 45, and I'm uh, I lived 41 years in San Francisco. So, you know, it's just too yeah. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yes. Yeah, just something to the heart, you know. I was uh, figuring we were around the same age. Uh, I'm uh, I'm turning 42 uh, this yeah. year, and I just kind of figured we were right in that ballpark. But you, you look like a young guy, hey, so you, you're looking good for your age. Hey, right on. I always appreciate that. Um, so, yeah. So how long have you been growing for? Oh, wow. Let's see. Um, it's almost 14 years now, now that I put a, a timer. Because I used to... Once I hit 10 years, I used to always say, yeah, over 10 years. <laughs> but yeah, it's been about 14 now, because I, I want to say I got my, I first got my hands on the medical card in 20, uh, 2007. And um, after a few purchases, <laughs> you know, I got to grow this stuff myself. This is, you know, I, my habit instantly, uh, my budget and my habit instantly like fell out. <laughs> So yeah, I would say around 2008 is about when I started, you know, start to dip into growing and then, uh, you know, here we are, 2022 and uh, yeah, I'm still at it. I love it. Um, I like it, you know, it's that way I, I, I got into it mainly for the consistency or so, but ultimately, yeah, about 12, yeah, 12 years now, 12, 14 years, yee, it's been a way. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, I I've actually been growing pretty much that same exact uh, time frame. I moved from Wisconsin out to California because you know I wanted to try growing, but you know do it in a state that I could yeah. do it in and not get arrested <laughs> uh, for it. So yeah, and then also yeah, if you're if you're a moderate to heavy smoker, growing your own 
greatly reduces your cost uh, per gram of what you're consuming <clears throat> sure. uh, by far. And then you can share it with friends and family as well and, you know, supplement uh, a little yeah. bit. Not saying uh, anyone here does no, that. No, no, but I agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, when did you start using Smart Pots in the grow? Oh, man, that was, uh, it was pretty early on, you know. Of course, I first started off uh, with basic plant knowledge because my mother's always been gardening and stuff, so I've been around plants my whole life. Um, but... I started off with just some good old plastic pots and you know as a going through the different things and I going to the hydro shops I just started seeing those fabric pots in the corner the little read up and I think it's within my first year I jumped on I mean I did fall out for a second because it was I was new so I was trying everything that's my thing if anything I tried everything yeah and uh, and I just always kept going back so I would say most of the time though I've, I've been doing smart pots for quite some time because I like I tried nice I tried those plastic pots with the little spiky sides you know with the with the air holes in them I tried the funneled looking ones with the same thing with it and, and at the end I was thinking we're all chasing this aeration you know this this how it could just breathe and at, at the end I was like well, this fabric pot you know and hence the name it's just smart <laughs> I, was just like, I, I just kept going back you know, there's a few items that I've always, like, tried. I've tested them. I, I, I've always done my best. You know, I, I kept trying to do the best. So I always, I'm always trying different stuff, whether it comes to newts and everything. So I've, I've changed containers a few times, but I've always found myself just rotating right back to SmartPods, for sure. You know, they're, yeah, tried and true. Yeah, as growers, we're always chasing, you know, more potency, more yield. So we're always anxious to try new things and new technology but at the end of the day you know i've found that there isn't a better container uh than uh smart pot so i, I think we kind of yeah. perfected the uh growing container right yeah, there for sure no need to try anything I mean, else i mean why not right i mean at the end if you want to just prove it i mean that's my thing too it's like um i'll just try it anyway i'll, I'll still and i love doing side by sides so yeah, I did that too. I grabbed a bunch of other pots and just put them up, and I just kept putting them up against them. You know, so I was thinking, at the end, it's like, how do you beat? Like I said, you know, you could punch as many holes as you want on the side, make the holes look extra fancy, whatever you want on that plastic pot. At the end of the day, I think the closest thing that'll come to it would be like a plastic mesh. <laughs> I mean, you know, which is just gonna let all the soil out, which is or the dirt out so it doesn't that's not going to work and um yeah, yeah it's just it just can't yeah you can't beat it so at the end of the day when they can't beat it i yeah. noticed there's a bunch of copycats right there's just a million copycats now you know we when when smart pots first came out they actually went through you know probably a decade of just kind of tinkering with the fabric and the production of it to get it just mm -hmm. right so um you know People think, oh, fabric is fabric, but, you know, when you use a smart pot and then you use a knockoff, like, and you have them in your hand, you definitely notice the difference. Yeah, I, and then at the end, too, like you said, like they did, you know, it's you could tell the homework was done with the type of fabric because, like, let's say I get, um, I've tried other ones. So I'm not gonna, <laughs> yeah, like I said, I tried them all. I tried different, and what was attractive is some of them, like, uh, they were extra thick. So I was thinking, oh, 
you know of course you feel this thickness and you feel this so it gives this quality feel so i'm thinking to myself maybe this is good so i give it a shot try it out but sometimes that extra thickness and sometimes that uh what you're dealing with is it doesn't allow it to do what uh it needs to do which is the reason we went to fabric in the begin with so by the time they're done multiplying layers and doing all this crazy stuff they almost have like just a fabric plastic pot because sometimes those roots don't make it out and they start to wrap again it's like well why do i use this in the first place right and then you know exactly so there's that it has that happy medium which they figured out you know and um yeah it's homework i never wanted to do so (laughs) you know good thing they already did it well you know we're we're always yeah yeah we're we're always trying to you know uh do do the best that we can and and when when mm. we finally got it you know dialed in it's like boom leave it alone we've perfected it uh, so yeah. what else are you using in your grow tent uh, i know you i know you shout out like what? extreme gardening uh quite a bit uh shout out to those guys yeah. we're good friends with them uh what else yeah, are you yeah. using in there um well let's see well first thing i i actually built a baby room so behind me is my little I have like a small room I built in my garage. I, I, I cornered out a section. <laughs> and, uh, but just to, um, so it's no longer a tent, but as far as like what I do use, as far as, um, yeah, I do use a lot of extreme gardening. I, I try, I, I'm, the reason what led me to them is the Mycos originally, because they use, uh, what was it? It was a, diff- a certain strain of, um, of mycorrhiza, a specific one. And a lot of growers kept, tuning in it was the rhizophagus i think i something like that i forget i'm not you know (laughs) but at the end of the day i would use it once again tried and true i'm happy with it i've tried different brands uh and i just kept using it and they also came out with uh they have another root accelerating uh thing that's uh their their azos and i use i use that like i said once i'm happy i kind of i'll try another product but i always put it right next to it you know you know i'll put them boom and I'll see what I like better. And then sometimes, too, price point will play. And availability is also something. But um, I, I co- combined all that in my smart pot with, uh, these days, Kings Mix. I use, uh, I use a lot of Kings Mix, which is from, um, who is it, Royal Gold? Royal Gold Soil. Royal Gold. I ran into them when I first started competing. To be honest, I started off um, with... Uh, Jeez, I used a bunch of different soils like black gold and um, I used uh, Roots Organic a lot. I used Roots Organic before. In fact, my, when I first started competing, I threw my stuff in smart pots <laughs> and I used uh, uh, their Formula 707. That was my first competition. Yeah. And that's when I placed in both. Yeah, I did both categories, third in potency and second in turns. And... Uh, but yeah, I, but now I switched to Royal Gold. I use their stuff because at the end of the day, that's why I love about Smart Pots. And I'm shouting out those three folks at the end of the day because, uh, to me, for growing importance is foundation. And to me, that's the solid foundation. And as far as everything yeah. else I'm putting in the pot, I feel like it, it's very low variance. You know, I, I almost want to say it doesn't it almost doesn't matter i'm not trying to dog nutrient companies you know but i'm just trying to say they're all doing great jobs at the end of the day so at the end they all been 
doing their homework. They've been doing a great job. So I've been happy with a lot of different brands. And that's my thing, too. I'm always testing different brands. Uh, when I got into competing, I ran into Mills. I've been trying and testing a lot of their stuff. I like it a lot. But I use, um, like I said, I use a lot of everything, you know. And the guys have been competing yeah, I, with, uh, they do living soil. So I've been <laughs> eyeballing that a lot because, man, you know, you yeah. can't, uh, yeah, that's that's something that's, it's an art. And I want to, um, I want to learn it all, you know, at the end because I want to, I want to do my own comparison, uh, but yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty much. What's a lot cool that I'm is you can still do the living. Yeah, what what's cool is you can still do the living soil in smart pots, and um, you know, actually, I wouldn't do living soil in anything other than a smart pot because the whole point of living soil is you know boosting that microbial population redline in it, and they need massive yeah. amounts of oxygen. So, what else would you use? I don't know. <laughs> for sure right nice yeah so, no and you guys so uh you oh go ahead oh sorry i was gonna say um uh getting into the grow off competition you kind of uh, mm -hmm. said that you were starting to do that uh what in 2018 2017 or so uh 18 yeah so what happened okay, there is nice. uh, back in 2018 yeah 2018 is the first year they opened it up to home growers because of uh, Prop 64. Yeah. And so... Mm -hmm. The dreaded um, Prop 64. Once they, yeah, once they went wrecked, um, that's when they, you know, they opened up the doors. And it was nice because I followed, you know, being from the city, hey, you know, cookies and everything and uh, burners always putting it out there. So uh, it was on Instagram. I just saw burners post. It just said, one light and one dream. And I was like, hey, that's me. <laughs> that's that's what i've been talking about and um man they they were opening up cookies in maywood so they teamed up with them and they did the 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 clone drop there and uh yeah i found out a week out i just moved here in fact that was the year i moved out of the city that was that was that was the year so you, I, so you I drove all the way down to maywood to get your clone yeah <laughs> in a week's notice too you know, nice. I just moved. I didn't even have anything set up. And I actually, um, I started in a tent because I, like I said, it was new to me. It was my, it, like I was brand new here. I didn't have anything set up. And uh, I was like, geez, I got to get something. I jumped on Amazon. I got, what was it? Who, who's on there? Uh, Vivo Sun. <laughs> grabbed the Vivo Sun tent. Um, I had no idea how the competition would go. So I grabbed a, uh, a 5x5. And also, I was not too used to the climate here, so I needed. I figured I needed more air movement, so I, that's why I went with a five by five. Because even though I knew it was just going to be two plants, you know, so I was like, man. But my idea was to slam a thousand watts on two, plants. <laughs> and I did. I put a thousand watts on two plants. I, it's the only time I've ever done that. It was kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, so uh, how, you did, you did pretty involved. well, and yeah. So uh, I, I was seeing that you placed first in overall quality in uh, uh, 2020. How do they calculate overall yes. quality? Do you do you know exactly? Um, you know I, it, it's a little rough. I don't know true their true algorithm of how they set it up, but ultimately just a you know just a quick you know just a bit from what I understand, they just look because they 
they analyzed the, the you know everything with the cannabis. They looked at everything as far as like water activity. If anyone does those extensive tests, you could take a look. They they do like water activity. Um, what is it? Metal content. There's a lot of different little factors in there, and so they took all of that and you know they had their own little algorithm set to where not necessarily the highest THC or the highest terps because I didn't even come in. I don't even think I came in. Um, too high that year you know to be honest but it was it was nice clean smoke you know and I guess it all aligned to their set and uh you know to be honest I I didn't even know it was a, it was a brand new category it was the only year they they did the cat that that category um and I okay. think yeah honestly, I mean to, to me it, I I think an overall uh quality award probably is is the top award that they could give out you know like you can have high THC, uh, but, you know, does it really taste good? You know, is it giving you those uh, cannabinoids? Yeah. You could have, you know, highest yield, but is it quality? And, you know, I, I think uh, yeah. that that that's a good testament to you as a grower winning that uh, highest quality award then. Hey, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, I, I definitely felt that, you know, it was, it was a super surprise because, of course, that year we're going through pandemic and we're all... Uh, that they had to do a video. Um, we had a you know online video award ceremony, and they're doing the <clears> announcements <throat> and they're playing everything, and then then they just brought this thing up like, hey, we have this top quality score. You know, hmm, okay, and they they break it down for everyone. But to be honest, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm baked, you know, so <laughs> I'm watching, and I'm just smoking like, okay, that's quality. I get that. Because, like, for example, when I did win last year for top cannabinoids, not to fast forward too much, but um, I'll admit, I didn't place in Terps. Whereas the guy who placed, I think, second, uh, I want to say second, in in, uh, in quality, oh, I'm sorry, in cannabinoids, in, in potency, he placed top, I think, in Terps. But he placed in both categories. So at the end of the day, if you were to ask me, I'll be... But 100% honest, that's probably better, bud. I always say probably because I didn't get to smoke it. <laughs> but hey, right? You, know, you never, you, you the can, the day, and then even a picture, you can't judge completely. No, no, for sure. I mean, I yeah, I've seen plenty of bud that looks like beautiful. Um, I don't want to, yeah, just. You look at it, and it's like, oh my god! And you can't wait to smoke it. When you do, it's like, hmm. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was really such a, a letdown. letdown. So, for sure. So, yeah. and I've had some stuff where I was upset with the way it came out. Um, and I was like, mm. but when I smoke it, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> the plant wanted to look that way. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I was giving it stuff to where I felt it was looking happy for most of the way. It was just when it finishes, sometimes they finish the way they do and, and they smoke really great. And that's why I felt like that cat, that, that prize was really awesome. I, I, I wanted it, um, to maintain it, but when the next year came around and they dropped the category, it was like, eh, it was a bit of a bummer, but yeah, it, it is what it is, but I'm, I'm glad the year that they ran yeah. it, I got it. <laughs> It's definitely hey, trophies uh, and title belts. That's what for it's sure. all about. And, and I definitely love um, how they give belts. The belts are <laughs> the belts make it fun. You know, it's one thing to have a oh, trophy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, but 
you know. As, as somebody um, who grew up in the WWF era of Hulk Hogan and Macho oh. Man Randy Savage, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, the title belt is I, a good touch. Oh yeah, and I I, I I keep up with a bit of combat sports. So I like I watch MMA. I like UFCs. <laughs> you got like to be honest. That's why. Well, now that I got the two belts, you know, Connor and McGregor and all them, they always rock the two on the shoulders. I'm like, hey, I got it. <laughs> I'll do the same, you know. I, I like would. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Nice. You know, and every year, to be honest, uh, I'm I'm after both categories, so I am at, I'm I'm chasing both belts for one year. A couple of guys have done it. Yeah. Um, oh, I apologize, I forget the guy who who did it just recently, but the guy uh. His name is uh, Keith. I think Stuckies. He won it the year that I 2018. Oh man, he did exactly what I I dreamed dreamt of doing is taking the belt for both years. It was pretty awesome, you know. I yeah, taking a belt for both yeah. categories. It's like yee, that's that's definitely good. <laughs> Can't deny that, you know. So but yeah. So uh, you've placed. Uh, so you've placed in potency and uh, terpenes in the grow-off competition uh, mm-hmm. in multiple years. Do you have any tips on how you're, you know, hitting those numbers? And I love the grow-off competition because, mm-hmm. you know, everyone is getting a mystery uh, strain that they don't know what it is. They don't know if it's a sativa. Well, I guess you can kind of know if it's a sativa or indica yeah. by the leaf structure a little bit, but... Um, you know, you don't really know if it's going to be an eight-week strain. You don't know if it's going to be a ten-week strain. So you're just kind of reading the plants and you know giving it what yeah. you think it needs at the time. Uh, so, what do you have any tips for how you're doing so well? Um, well, <laughs> the you know at the end of the day, I believe it's uh, the attention to detail. You know, you just got to really. Um, you know that kind of stinks, I guess, for new folks, because like I'm thinking to myself, like, well, you know, after looking at plants for a while, you kind of get the, you know, you, an understanding over time of what a happy plant and a and a sad plant looks like. It's kind of hard to describe that in small, you know, just to tell you real quick. But at the end of the day, if the plant is wilting, it's sad, <laughs> and if it's reaching for that light crazy, then it's obviously happy. Um, getting that nice color just right you know just uh you know sometimes people think green oh green is good but sometimes you're packing it in with a ton of nitrogen it's a super dark hunter green you know <laughs> it's getting that deep it's like ooh, not yeah you, you want the medium you don't want it too dark or yeah. too light you want it right in the right in the sweet middle, spot you know there is there's a sweet spot for everything i think that's everything in life right you know it's like yin and yang so you just gotta <laughs> you know so find true. that sweet spot i mean right you can have newts, you can have the best newts in the world, but you give it too much, you you know, it'll ram horn up and it'll just fail. It doesn't matter. And you give it too yep. little, same thing. It'll be like starving for that great stuff. So what it's all about that sweet spot. Um yeah. but as far as tips, you know, with the competition with something that uh let's say the mystery strain. My way of combating it this lately, when I did it the first year, um I just, I just, uh, like I said, it, I was fortunate to have experience under on my side for the first run. But for, I think for anyone starting this for the first time, what I did is a plant that I'm already familiar with. Like uh, what I did last year is I took what I have behind me is um, 
is uh, Dog Walker OG that I, which is from the 2018. It's the same cut. I just kept. I like it, so I kept it. Nice. And um, the I I'm familiar with it uh, now that I've had it for just you know this since 2018, and I, I'm familiar where it should be the blood and all that. So I put it next to it, side by side, and that way. I'm looking at where that one is, and I turn around and I'm looking over like, okay, where are you in comparison to this? You know, um, makes sense. Yeah, because in my opinion, I feel like I feel like plants that are uh, when they go through the, I mean, the phases. It's they're ultimately the same. It's just stretched out in in the matter of time. Whether they're going, let's say, you know, from a something really short like last year's the Hella Jelly, it's like eight weeks. You know, you got stuff that'll finish way deep in 10, 11 weeks, right? Which is once upon a time, the sativas, right? <laughs> but uh, there's stuff that stretch way out. and uh, But ultimately, you know, there's that, that tiny bud and the big bud at the end. And, you know, it's like I said, those phases are stretched out. Whereas, like, it all happens in that frame. So when you have something that you already know that's like, for example, I had the nine-week. For this is for me, I like doing this in the clean nine-week run. So where that is in three weeks, if that thing is just a little underdeveloped, I'm thinking to myself, hey, this is going to go a little longer. You know, it might be. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it might go a little longer because it's still not caught up here. Whereas that wasn't the case last year. Last year, the Hella Jelly, man, it sprinted forward in, in like uh, week two. Week two, it's like, boom, it's like, oh, little pom-poms already, you know. It's like, whoa, those look like week threes. You know, and then mm-hmm. uh, fast forward to, um, uh, you know, week three, end of week three, man, they're already like nice puffy guys that are like, you know, nice puffy buds that look like what the, what these look like in four. So that's when I was thinking, this is going to finish way early. So then I knew to cut, mm-hmm. I knew to cut back on what I give it, uh, the, my, my new, my, you know, my recipe for that mid-level when you're trying to swell up, I knew I had to shorten that time because they're starting to swell now. So I started to pump that early. That was the other thing too, you know, to start going early, you know. Um, yep. And then, you know, at the end, the finish, just, you know, you got to start finishing it early. And then to try to get that the, that full flush out. In fact, they, the Hella Jelly still surprised me to where I finished it much later than they call for. Uh, mainly because they, um, I wanted to get my full flush, you know, and I like flushing. I mean, and just a, a quick, a quick tidbit on flushing. I, I still believe in it. I've not flushed and flushed. And to me, I see a difference. People argue it online. I'll post about my flush and talk about my white ash. And I get people hitting me up on, you know, they'll message me. That's not the reason. And. You know, you don't have to. And I'm thinking, hey, once again, just grow your own. <laughs> you don't flush. I'll, I'll flush. I'll do it my way. And um, so far, uh, you know, according to the grow off, my way is not so bad, right? The proof is in the pudding. Hey. And, you know, there there's more than one way to grow a plant. Um, you know, some people say flushing is for toilets. Uh, others yeah. say it's very important. And I, I <laughs> lean towards 
you know, especially if I'm using uh, a lot of, you know, liquid synthetic nutrients, mm-hmm. I'm definitely wanting to, you know, dial those down and, and ultimately, yeah, just flush it out yeah. for a full week. And I've, I've found that that is the best for my plants as well. For sure. I mean, you know, I've heard people argue that like, oh, when in nature does it flush, you know? <laughs> and I'm thinking, right. And I was okay. You know, just to, for me, in my opinion, like I'm not a, you know, I, I'm not into, you know, that whole, you know, eco science and all that stuff. I'm not into that stuff. But what I, I look into what's specifically cannabis, thousand percent. But well, the way I look at it is in the winter, the world slows down, right? Things are less available. Things, you know, as things get colder, you know, I think there's a lot of differences, you know, differences. So I think that's where it mimics a flush if that makes sense how, yeah. how do we truly yeah i i agree and i from what i know of plant science uh you know at night plants will leach sugars back through the roots right. and then feed the microbes but when they get closer to finishing they hold on to those sugars more and they're not feeding the microbes as much so if the microbes aren't getting fed as much they're not decomposing and doing as much feeding to the roots so in a sense, nature is almost kind of flushing or, or at least dialing down uh, the nutrients yeah. that it provides to the plant. Exactly. Makes sense yeah, to me. Yeah, that's the way that's the way I look at it. So nice. everything, in my opinion, that's why I'm like, I'm trying to mimic nature. I mean, I do indoor. I'm, I'm, all, yeah. I'm all indoor. But every, all of this is to mimic nature and to, the only thing is, I feel like the advantage um, I mean, there's disadvantages, of course, to indoor compared to outdoor. I mean, I can't beat the sun. You know, that's number one. I love all the light companies. I love how they keep pushing for it. The money. But yeah, that's the other thing, right? You know, that thing costs money to run. P- PG&E. Yeah, it's not free, right? It's insane. So, um, <laughs> Especially in California, man. Oh, so, mm, no thanks, right? But <laughs> Yeah. Oh, and then we have to deal nice. with rolling blackouts now here in california so you know that's 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 another thing it's a lot of things in fact i need to put my setup back you know oh that's a tip i could give people you know what i i used to have set up in here is i like using a computer backup in like a little uh battery backup and i'll string up a set of um christmas lights the new led ones they're like what yeah 20 watts for the whole string something 24 watts you know real low right and at the end of the day, I'll string them up on the top. And they look kind of corny because you'll see these little Christmas lights on the top. But they're set up and they're on the same timer as the uh, as the grow light. And that is when that power cuts, that light kicks on those little 20 watts. That Those things are designed to keep a monitor and a computer on for about an hour or whatever long. But it'll keep that little string of lights on for quite some time. And all that does, yeah. in my opinion is to counter the rolling blackouts here in California. So to all my California growers, this is my tip, to counter the blackouts is, yeah, that keeps them on schedule. You know, if you... Yeah, because if you go a couple days uh, with no light, the plant might think, uh, oh, the apocalypse is here, yeah. and then it might start going hermaphrodite exactly. on you. Or it's just, or you just get this wonky schedule for a couple days, you know, because they had the roll for, you know, so many, and then it does kick back on so it slept for like an hour real quick and then it's like oh hey what just happened <laughs> right you keep doing that to the plant you know expect some beans 
Nice. Right, but yeah. um, so so Jeff, what's your favorite strain to grow? Is it the Dog Walker OG? It, uh, you know, since you've kept it around so yeah, long, or you know, there's two that I keep in my stable. So since I started growing for quite some time, long time ago, I got my uh, hands on the original cut of the cookies. I have some cookies, some O9 cookies. A good friend of mine bought the cut ages ago, and uh, I helped him out. Back then, he gave me a cut, and I've kept it ever since. I I, I like it. Nice. Um, not just because of its fame, honestly. It's a good all-around smoke for me. I I like it a lot. You. It's a tasty strain. For sure. And uh, you know, now that I've got it down to where I'm happy with the way I I grow it, and you know, the way it hits me. Oh man, it's 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 perfect. It's perfect for all around. Um, yeah, I love my cookies. I keep that, but at the same time, see, I don't believe in tolerance plates, <laughs> or I just don't like them. <laughs> I don't like them. So my my solution is um, is is uh, switch. You know, I just if I've been smashing all these cookies for so long, boom, switch out, and that's where I found my new favorite. My other favorite now is the dog walker. I like those. I also keep the hella jelly in rotation right now, also because that one is a good. That one is a good daytime. It puts me in a great mood. That one puts me in a really happy mood. So that's more of a sativa uh, yes, type? Yes, the Hella Jelly. That's what's amazing about that one. That one finishes. They're saying it. They have it, they have it yeah. listed as 45 days. Um, I, I like to go a little longer. A little bit, a little bit. Just touching into 50 minutes, you know, maybe. Maybe, I, maybe my technique is ripening it a little bit more. But at four, so are you reading the trichomes? Is that how you're gauging, you know, when to finally chop? Yes. Is you're you're checking out the trichomes yeah, I, and and looking for the for amber? Sure, for sure, you know, there's a there's a certain amount I like to look for. I I tried pulling the second you see a hint, um, that's not so bad. I like that actually. A, any hint actually, you know, I think. It's more it's more of an uppity high, I think, if you harvest a little yes, early yes. Uh, versus, you know, letting the trichomes get cloudy and amber. It's more of a speedy, yeah, you know, almost yeah. more of a sativa feeling. For sure. For sure. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that's why across the market you're seeing a lot of hybrids. Because, <laughs> like, you know, they're just full. I, I love hybrids, no, no, personally. Saying, but... I, I, I like the up and the yeah, down. Yeah, but they're... I feel like they're taking strains that should be pulling you down and they're pulling them early so they're not quite where they should be so everything's a hybrid <laughs> it's like oh it's right in the middle <laughs> probably no nah, i'm just joking but um yeah yeah no but yeah i definitely i definitely see that yeah i definitely like when i see everything cloudy for sure everything at least cloudy and that's when i start to hunt for the ambers sometimes you'll yeah i i like seeing um and I like, for me, I guess the best way I would describe it is when I know that it's, it's like it's a no-guess amber, I like to call it. Like, I'm not sitting there fooling myself and like wishing it, it's done now, you know, because you get anxious, you know. Uh, you know, you're just sitting there staring. It's like, come on. The waiting game sucks. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, any any of that stuff. So, you know, you got to just counter that in my head. I just, that's my thing. Counter that. It's like, look, I got to look at this thing. And I gotta just tell myself, yeah, those are clearly spots of amber that I'm seeing here, you know. 
and with all the new technology I because like I used to use little jeweler loops uh, the little LED microphones that, uh, microscopes they sell I you still use those real quick for the quick wrap for the quick glances around but I do like now they sell little um, microscopes little USB ones that can hook up to your phone and of course you could use all the little they have little um, macro things that go on your phone I like using those and um, I'll just sit there and I'll snap a ton of shots when I get focused snap 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 that way I could take more time not with all that glare of white in my face or anything I mean I wear shades in there and everything that's another thing I just wanna I could take it to another room and I could study every shot nice and careful and once I see a nice clean pattern of some good ambers that I'm I feel like yep that's the time time to go yeah nice yeah it, it's an art you know knowing when to chop i i yeah. think and it only comes with experience mm -hmm. uh and 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 time so yeah uh jeff what do you what do you do as a day job and uh do your co-workers know that you're growing dank nuts yeah you know what in, the, in fact we do it together because uh <laughs> that's what i do now i, I nice. landed back in cultivation so i i work over with uh with nug i work with nug and uh Shout out to the guys, my, you know, we call it the fire factory. <laughs> Shout out to my guys at the fire factory. But, um, okay. Yeah. That was going to be like, my next question was, uh, have you ever wanted to get into commercial cannabis cultivation? So, yes. so you have, I do, I do. And I have, and I, I look at it. I like to, you know, that's one thing uh, always thrown at me as a home grower, especially now that I'm competing and I have wards and stuff. Can you scale it? Can you scale it? That's always a big question. And then, you know, as much as I could count, I feel confident that I could say yes, because my experience, um, I guess we could say pre-rec or pre-licensed, um, <laughs> you know, I, I've put together some rooms and, you know, nothing like the sizes of what they are today, you know, nothing that size. Sure. But still, you know, I, I could say I, I have experience and I, I've actually worked in cultivation uh, pre, uh, pre-COVID, like pre-pandemic, I had a couple years in at a place in Santa Rosa, and we were up there. So I, you know, I've worked in it, and ultimately my thing is, yeah, I want to learn how to scale it out. My, my interest is always going to be in quality, because I believe, uh, as we mentioned, as we're talking now about how everyone has their own style and how they grow it. So, you know, I. Breeding, I may or may not get into. It's so it's so tempting, you know. But um, I'm trying to just master, you know, this one skill because I'm thinking to myself I could work with breeders, and I I'm waiting to the day where we're looking at artisan cannabis. We're not just chasing the numbers. We're not just chasing these things. It's like I want to. My goal is to get to a level where people were like, you know. That guy. That is the guy who grows awesome cannabis. I love his way of growing cannabis. The way he finishes it. The way he, you know, it's not necessarily the one that just one hitter quit. I love one hitter quitter, but <laughs> you know, I I want it to be that artist. I want to. I the I feel the can. You know, that cannabis industry is going through its wave, and it's gonna get there. It's gonna get there. It's gonna get to a point where it's like. I don't have masses of, of cannabis. I don't have massive rooms. I want a commercial size, 
operation to say, but not not as big as the one, not even where I'm at. I don't I don't want it that big, you know. Like what? They're talking hundreds of lights. I'm not even sure if I want triple digit lights. You know that that's how right. that's how humble I want. I want the small because I want people to have the confidence to know, like yeah, that's you know they're going through the whole room. You know they're looking at every single plant. You know it's with with extreme care, extreme, you know, and that's, that's what I'm chasing. That's what I'm after. I want, I want my dry room to look insane, like, like wine cellars, you know, I, I'm yeah. like how Napa, I want, I want, I want that level. I want it for cannabis. Yeah. Because I think there's, I think it's, yeah, I, I, I think as long as, you know, you're chasing quality over quantity, that's the right mm-hmm. path. I, I would rather have, you know, I'd rather be yielding like one pound of light of top, top shelf as opposed to like two and a half pounds of light of, eh. Yeah, right. No one wants that. Exactly. Um, and I'll admit, <laughs> like, for example, like sometimes when I lollipop, you know, when I lollipop up, um, some people are like, oh, man, you know, all you're going to get, is, hey, that's what I want. That's what I want. And mm-hmm. like I mentioned, like the day I could have an artisan place and a place where like people are coming like that, I want to run out of it. I mean, it sounds counterproductive, but I, get, I, I don't know, or counter, you know, like it sounds like a bad business plan too. Like, but no, but my thing is like, I mean, not that I want to run out. What I'm getting at is I don't want to be chasing, yeah, I'm not chasing um, just getting massive amounts and selling a ton of it. Of course, that's awesome. And I'm not knocking people who do that. It's just that's not the one I want. That's not the stuff I want. Yep. You know? Uh, yeah, I, I think there's, there's a lane for everybody in this industry. You know, there's always going to be people who want, you know, the cheapest weed out there. There's going to be people who want, you know, the best weed no matter what the cost and then those in between. So, um, you know, I think as long sure. as we just focus on what we do best, um, everything will just play out. What... uh. What are your thoughts yeah. on the state of cannabis in the Bay Area or California in general? Uh, I've I've been out of California for about I don't know almost five months now, um, but what are your impressions of where the industry is at? Oh wow, um, it's really interesting. It's pretty wild, you know. Um, it's just I feel like it's just a constant. If anything, it's just a constant jumping through hoops. You know, it's just it's just trying to keep up the the rules and you know the uh, I don't know regulations. It's it's pretty heavy. You know, it's pretty heavy out here. You know, they always compare this industry to alcohol, but I'm thinking we're regulated way heavier than than they are. You know. Um, oh yeah it's 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 insane so it's it's yeah i don't know and you know how they're taxing at the at the farm levels it's it's where else do they do that so it's it's quite a mess and i think at the end i think um i think that's just it 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 was cannabis is obviously a great thing you know there's no denying that and i think because they held back on it so long that they finally let it out that it's just 
everything that was should have happened over a course of so many years that it should have been legal that it's trying to happen in three you know and i think that's the problem so i think that's why we're going through this rapid roller coaster you know yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna get through this mess i feel like you know with all the appeals as long as people keep speaking up and fighting out and getting out uh we'll we'll make it through you know so yeah. well yeah, yeah i think well you know insane. i guess I think... the the next the the next big can of worms i think to open would be federal uh legalization and you know are they gonna tax it you know and then is that gonna force even more black market activity on top of state taxes and oh like Man. all i want are you know people to not go to jail for cannabis and then the government to stay out of it <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's, um, I mean, I, I understand there's got to be a set of rules and there's some regulation. I, inter I understand that, you know, to a degree. <laughs> but ultimately, it's, uh, yeah, it's like, they just, it just, it just needs to find that, that middle ground. Like I said, everything is like, you know, it went from Ill illegal, federal level's got to happen. If they tax it crazy, I mean, how much more can you go? You know, it's already, it's already taxed to death, but, um, you know, I guess they believe in an afterlife because they're going to tax it some more. But if they, federal level... Yeah, they're nice going to kill the golden goose. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, but yeah, federal level, I think that's ultimately just definitely needs to happen. And even though it's not for everyone, and I, and I agree with that, that it's not for everyone... I mean, geez, look at uh, Tennessee whiskey, right? We always, like I said, we're always comparing to alcohol. And, uh, you know, look at them, right? They're a dry state, aren't they? <laughs> but yet they make the stuff. Well, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Tennessee, <laughs> uh, Kentucky, yeah, those states. Yeah, and, we, and at the end of the day, really, no one's died and, from cannabis that I know of. No. Uh, but so many people die from alcohol. So to, to have, like, two standards that, you know, just don't make sense logically, yes. I don't know. Yeah, and that's hopefully our yeah, politicians figure it out. Oh man, yeah, I'm not sure, <laughs> but hopefully for sure. If anything, I think as long as uh, God, if, if folks broke, lo you know, focus locally. I guess right now because up top it's a mess, but just focus fully locally. I think we'll we'll make it out better, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I fully agree that more local governance is better than, you know, Big Brother uh, at a national or even international level, for sure. Uh, for sure. So like, to kind know, of put a day, little, yeah, uh, yeah. To, so to kind of put a little uh, bow on this interview here, uh, Jeff, when you're not at work or in the grow tent, what are you doing for fun? Man, I, I hate to say <laughs> I'm a nerd with weed, man. I just, I've always, you know, I, well, if anything, I have a two-year-old son now. I have a two-year-old son, so that's, that's the rest of my time, you know? It's all there. I'm into cars. I used nice. to love, I, I love my cars. I'm into cars a bit. Um, that's like my little side gig, I'd say. Uh, once upon a time, I used to do art and graphics for like Formula Drift and stuff, so that was, that was cool. But uh, yeah, cool. ever since I dove into the industry of cannabis and, and and been here it's that's it's all i do i mean it's <laughs> you know i think it's funny yeah, because when, I'll be at uh, work and we... 
Yeah. Oh no, I was gonna oh, mention go like I'll be at work, right? And I'm there with guys who we spend, you know, all day around it. And then when we go on breaks, they're all talking sports and other things. And I'm still there, like, hey guys, about this weed. <laughs> you know, I'm the one guy still yapping about growing still and and stuff. And I'm, uh, I don't know. It's just well, I, I, I'm passionate because I for me I feel like it saved my life. So that's uh you know I got a whole my whole thing about it. That's my my thing so it's yeah that's why i love it so much you know it's just definitely uh been a positive thing in my life so yeah i'm i've been well uh, ed rosenthal he has a saying that uh smoking cannabis isn't addictive but growing it is and i fully agree uh when you start growing it's it's just the coolest plant to grow because it's got so many variations on what it can do based on inputs or growing techniques, uh, environments. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's the coolest plant to grow by far. Yes. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, like you said, like, uh, there's so many ways you, you would think, uh, there's so many ways you could do it. Anyone could do it. Like, I think people, you could grow something so small with the tiniest light everyone thinks you got to have these massive super lights no um in fact when i first moved here i grew it in with a 250 you know i grew some stuff for myself on a small little tiny closet tent and i i with a small 250 watt and it came out awesome because yeah it's just anybody could do it i, th- I think it, and like i said yeah anyone could do it competing in this competition it showed me opened my eyes to more ways than one you know there's everybody doing like i like we mentioned living soil everything it's so awesome and when you look yeah. at the 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 poster for the grow off it looks like a menu of different cannabis but it's all the same strain so it's a more testament to like right wow look at <laughs> look at all the variants you know but yeah no that's so yeah and and uh you know <clears throat> i can't think of any other plant where the variation is so large you know like growing tomatoes like you know tomatoes gonna be a tomato there isn't gonna be that much you know it's not like you know uh, a cherry tomato is gonna grow to a grapefruit size or you know uh anything like that so yeah well it's good to hear that we're on the same boat that we're uh both weed nerds and uh we found our place in life and 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 we're doing you know what gives us passion so um, on that note, I didn't want to take up your whole day, but it was really cool to get you in the studio and get to know you more and uh, learn about your background. And I'll be looking forward to uh, continuing to, to watch your progress uh, growing. So just wanted to thank you for uh, joining yeah. us today on the Growing Revolution podcast, man. Hey, right on, man. Thanks for having me. <laughs>